Good afternoon, everyone. Apparently, you can keep your bougie meals because Americans would rather eat comfort food than fine dining for the rest of their lives. At least that's according to a new poll. Uh, we'll have details. In the headlines and the update this Wednesday, a furniture store in Queens that had been illegally converted into sleeping quarters for more than 40 migrants was shut down by city officials. Meanwhile, Mayor Adams is calling for expanded cooperation between local police and federal immigration authorities. Two men have been convicted of murder in the death of Run DMC star Jam Master J, ending the ride of the brazen 2002 shooting that left investigators at a loss for nearly two decades. The Knicks had a game with less dramatic flair. Uh, Trey Murphy III scored 26, Brandon Ingram at 24, and the Pelicans beat the Knicks. In Decision 2024, the president and the former president won the Michigan primaries, further solidifying the all-but-certain rematch between the two men. Still, though, the, high, the results are highlighting some of their biggest political vulnerabilities ahead of the general election. This is the update on our seven-year anniversary, Wednesday, February the 28th, 2024. Every city has a story. And in New York City, there just happens to be a lot of them. From the Tommy Lynn stage, this is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday, the final hump day in the month of February for us around here. And it's a, a day, I should say, of weather whiplash. It's going to be start warm and cold, at least for one day before the mild weather returns. It's supposed to be some severe rain and even a couple of thunderstorms with this rain that's supposed to pass by later with a cold front. By the way, folks, it's our seven-year anniversary. And uh, thanks for supporting us all this time, really. Thank us. Now, to celebrate me doing this show for seven years, my producers, they left me a thing, uh, I believe it's a little case of bubbly uh, here on the set. Oh, look at this. They they really don't spare any expense to do this. It must be the... It must be the... the vintage. Ooh. It's the cheap brand. My favorite. <laughs> oh. Oh, yes. Even though it's our seven years, seven year anniversary, there is still a lot. There's still a lot to happen between now and... You know, November. So uh, let's uh, let's jump 
let's jump right into it. Uh, I'm Brandon Julian. Of course, we appreciate you so much for being here, uh, wherever you may be, and however, of course, personally, that you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. Uh, we're going to begin this Wednesday's proceedings with the latest on the migrant crisis in this city. Feels like we haven't talked about it in quite a while. But yes, there are still things going on. And the latest of what's happening in this migrant crisis happened out at a Queen's Furniture store. Apparently, it had been illegally converted into sleeping quarters for more than 40 migrants, while it's now been shut down by city officials. The Department of Building said yesterday that it ordered SARS Wholesale Furniture to be vacated due to, quote, severe overcrowding and hazardous fire trap conditions. The agency also issued two violations to the landlord. City inspectors, they found 14 bunk beds and 13 beds tightly packed on the ground floor and the basement of the structure. Abu Sar, the owner of the furniture store, says that he was charging people $300 a month for a bed and also meals. At the same time, uh, Mayor Adams is now calling for expanded cooperation between local police and federal immigration authorities. Speaking to reporters uh, yesterday, Adams has voiced some sharp criticism of the city's current sanctuary problems. He said that this has impeded public safety by limiting the city's communication with federal immigration authorities. Uh, While he said that he supported certain components of these laws, Adams said that he would back rescinding some new laws passed under the de Blasio administration including a requirement that an individual be convicted of a serious crime before they are turned over to the feds. The comments, though, they drew some immediate condemnation from immigrant advocates who accused the mayor of demonizing asylum seekers and ignoring due process rights. Now, folks, on to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And a former finance director at NYU is now pleaded guilty to a more than than $3 million fraud scheme that authorities say helped fund a swimming pool and other renovations to her home in Connecticut. New York authorities say that Cindy Tapp used her position to divert divert money intended for minority and women-owned businesses. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg says the 57-year-old Westport, Connecticut resident pleaded guilty to grand larceny and agreed to five years probation and a little over $663,000 in restitution. NYU said yesterday its internal audit office investigated TAP and uh, provided its findings to state officials, leading to the criminal charges. This is the tale of a New Yorker down in Florida, uh, where the husband of a New York doctor who died shortly after dining at a Disney Springs restaurant last year is now accusing Walt Disney Parks and Resorts of negligence in a 19-page lawsuit filed in Florida. 
Jeffrey Piccolo is seeking in excess of $50,000 in the wrongful death of Kankaporn Tangusan, a doctor at NYU Langone Hospital in Manhattan. The lawsuit filed back on the 22nd in Orange County in Florida says that the couple repeatedly questioned the waiter about whether items on the menu could be made allergen-free. She had a severe allergy to nuts and dairy products. She collapsed and died shortly after dinner. A Disney and Raglan Road Irish pub, they haven't responded to emails seeking comment on the lawsuit. Back here in the city limits, we told you the other day about how the NYPD were seeking three people in the killing of 45-year-old William Alvarez on that D-train in the Bronx last week. Well, the NYPD, they've made three arrests. The department said yesterday that they were apprehended in the Bronx in connection with the killing of Alvarez. You may remember the 45-year-old Bronx resident was fatally shot after getting into an argument with one of the suspects on that train on Friday. The three have been charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon. The fatal shooting is the third killing in the subway system so far this year. Uh, prosecutors in the former president's hush money criminal case have now asked the judge to impose a gag order on the former president. They are citing what they call Trump's, quote, long history of making public and inflammatory remarks about people involved in his legal cases. The uh, Manhattan DA's office asked that Trump be barred from making or directing others to make public statements about potential witnesses, prospective jurors, and members of the prosecution team and their families other than DA Alvin Bragg. The DA's office is also seeking approval to show jurors the infamous Access Hollywood video, in which, of course, Trump bragged about grabbing women's genitals without asking for permission. We told you the other day about how President Biden was on NBC's Late Night with Seth Meyers to celebrate its 10th anniversary. Uh, he used, the president did, the rare media appearance to show a joke that a potential 2024 endorsement by Taylor Swift is a, quote, classified matter. Biden's appearance on the show was nominally a surprise to the audience. He stepped on stage after the announced guest... Amy Poehler, noted that Biden had been a guest on Myers' first show when he was vice president. Poehler said that she could get him to return, prompting Biden to enter to hail to the chief. Biden told Myers, quote, It's good to be back. Why haven't you invited me earlier? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's a good laugh right there. In other news, we're going to go up to Connecticut, where a jury there has begun deliberating after hearing the closing arguments in the murder conspiracy case against a woman charged in connection with the 2019 disappearance and presumed killing of mother of five Jennifer Dulos. Prosecutors told the jury yesterday that Michelle Traconis helped her boyfriend, Dulos' estranged husband, 
Fotis Dulos, plan and then cover up her death. Traconis' lawyer responded that she wasn't involved in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Prosecutors said that Fotis Dulos attacked Jennifer at her home in New Canaan amid a divorce and child custody case. Her body has never been found, but a judge has declared her legally dead. The jury paused for the night and they were set to continue their deliberations today. Don Henley, he's now examined some handwritten drafts of lyrics to Eagles hits at a trial concerning his decade-long effort to reclaim those pages. The Eagles co-founder returned to the witness stand yesterday after a full day of testimony on Monday. Three collectibles world professionals are on trial in the criminal case involving roughly 100 legal pad sheets from the development of the Eagles' 1976 Hotel California album. They are charged with scheming to conceal the pages' disputed ownership and sell them, despite knowing that Henley claimed they had no right to do so. The men, they have pleaded, not guilty. Meanwhile, in a Brooklyn courtroom, there was a verdict in the murder of the Run DMC star, Jam Master Jay, I should say, and the verdict was guilty, as two men were convicted of murder. The brazen 2002 shooting, of course, left investigators at a loss for nearly two decades. An anonymous Brooklyn federal jury delivered the verdict yesterday in the trial of 40-year-old Carl Jordan Jr. and 59-year-old Ronald Washington. Uh, Jordan was the rap star's godson. Washington was an old friend who was bunking at the home of the DJ's sister. Both men were arrested in 2020 and pleaded not guilty. Jay was gunned down in his studio, of course, on October 30th back in 2002. Uh, authorities were indulged with tips, rumors, and theories, but they struggled to get witnesses. In other news, we're going to go out to the American West out of Phoenix in Arizona. Uh, the suspect there in the killing of a woman at his hotel in this city has now been indicted by a grand jury in Arizona's most populous county in the subsequent stabbing attacks of two women in the Phoenix area. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office announced that 26-year-old Rad Almansori was indicted on attempted first-degree murder, aggravated assault, attempted sexual assault, attempted armed armed robbery, and theft of means of transportation. The women in both of the Arizona attacks survived. The Republican Maricopa County Attorney and Democratic Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, of course, are feuding over extradition. And finally, we're going to go up to the state capitol in Albany, uh, where Democrats in charge of the legislature have proposed some new lines, of course, for congressional districts in the key battleground state just hours after rejecting boundaries created by a bipartisan redistricting commission. 
The legislation proposed late on Monday leaves much of the independent in the independent redistricting commissions is recently unveiled map in place, but it includes changes to districts in suburban Long Island and the Hudson Valley just north of the city. The Democratic proposal is a significant step in the years-long battle over this state's 26 congressional seats. Even slight tweaks in the state's map could help determine which party controls the House after the elections in November. Time for us to step aside momentarily when we return on the update this Wednesday. We have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports, and the Knicks had a game that had much less dramatic flair than their game against the Pistons, but this game ended with a loss. We're going to talk together, of course, uh, the latest national news, Decision 2024, the Michigan primaries, but also congressional leaders in Washington emerged from an intense Oval Office meeting with the president, speaking optimistically about the prospects for avoiding a partial government shutdown beginning this weekend. And at the end of the broadcast today, apparently we can you can keep those bougie meals if you want to. Americans would rather eat comfort food than fine dining for the rest of their lives. Well, at least that's according to a poll of 2,000 U.S. adults recently. Going to talk about this and a lot more, too, of course, when the update Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. Brandon Julian. You know, when my, when my partner and I got together all those years ago, she told me that she was going to be the best girlfriend partner that I was ever going to have. Now, nearly six years later, I continue to remind myself every day that she was right. <laughs> it really doesn't get any better than her. This is the update with Brandon Julia. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, of all of the podcasters and the news anchors in the city of New York, I just so happen to be one of them. 
I just think I'm a little bit different than the rest. This is the update with Brandy Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hill 71st Avenue. Trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Through early 2024, Manhattan-bound 7 trains are skipping 111th Street and 82nd Street Jackson Heights because of station improvements. For nearby service, use a Flushing-bound 7 train or use the Q32 or Q48 buses on days and evenings along Roosevelt Avenue. Through the summer of 2024, Manhattan-bound J and Z trains are skipping 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard because of station improvements. For nearby service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B-60, M-116, Q-4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited until March 30th. Transfers on all other lines must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 Select Bus Service, pay your fare on board the bus. 
For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So Brooklyn's road trip continues down in Orlando against the Magic. Uh, Franz Wagner scored 17 of his 21 in the first half, and the Magic, they just rolled to a 108-81 win over Brooklyn. Moritz Wagner added 16 with five boards. Uh, Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony scored 12 each off the bench for Orlando. Dennis Schroeder scored 15 in his third start for Brooklyn. Uh, Trendon Watford had 14 with eight boards. All-star forward Paolo Banchero, the leading scorer for the Magic, missed his second straight game with an illness after playing in the team's first 57 games. And at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, uh, a couple days removed from that uh, extraordinary last-second win over the very lowly Detroit Pistons, uh, the Pelicans, uh, the Knicks welcomed the Pelicans to town, and uh, this one had a much less dramatic flair for New York. Uh, Trey Murphy the third scored 26, Brandon Ingram had 24, and the Pelicans beat the Knicks 115-92. to Zion Williamson added 21 for the Pelicans. Dante DiVincenzo led the Knicks with 23, and Bojan Bogdanovic added 20 off the bench. The Knicks also were playing with a lot of injuries. Jalen Brunson had neck spasms. Isaiah Hardenstein had Achilles tendinopathy. I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> they didn't play for the Knicks, and they're also, the Knicks are without their starters, Julius Randle, OG Ananubi, and also Mitchell Robinson. The latest in decision uh, 2024, the uh, latest from Hannah Gutierrez-Reed in the Rust trial, and Wendy's, they're looking to test having the prices of their menu items fluctuate throughout the day based on demand. You might have seen this before with other companies. We're going to talk about it all and more because national news, it is next for us around here, of course, when the update of Brain and Julian continues. Where has the time gone? I really hope that I didn't write that line. Did I write that line? Well, maybe I actually did. We're now celebrating seven years of this program. Seven long, <laughs> news-filled years. My producers, who look for any excuse to hold a celebration, are having one every weekend as we go into the update archives to play you an episode from throughout the many years of this program. And then on the weekends, also once a month, we'll play an episode from my list of personal favorites throughout the many years of this program, as I explain to you why that particular episode is one of my favorites. 
So every weekend, dig into the update archives with us to remember where you were when this particular episode aired. And then once a month, the list of my favorite episodes as well. Keep listening on the weekends because it'll be a party that you will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, well, you know, the night before. <laughs> you know, as I was growing up, my mother told me to always uh, wipe my hand, wipe my feet on the mat before I go into the studio. Well, Mom, this one's for you. <laughs> There's a lot more show to stick around and listen to as the update with Brandon Julian. We'll be right back after these messages. It's news for New Yorkers who never stop moving. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Honestly, people, I would do anything for my wife, Tommy, but I know I'm not the best romantic person out there. There are more people that are more romantic than I am. Did you know, folks, that a long, long time ago, Prince Edward abdicated his right to the English throne to the woman he loved? Isn't that unbelievable? He had to choose between the woman he loved or being king of England. And that idiot chose the girl. Now, I'm sure, folks, that it was the right moment at that exact moment in time, and I'm happily in a relationship with my wife. But even in the best of moments, each person in a relationship has had a time where they thought, I've made an enormous mistake. But you know what, folks? I bet you never thought I could have been King of England. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update, Brandy Julian, on a Wednesday, everyone. Last hump day in the month of February for us around here, and it's our seventh anniversary. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. We're old enough to go 
to first grade. <laughs> uh, let us talk together right now, of course, folks, the latest national news. And we're going to begin in Dearborn in Michigan to talk decision 2024. Uh, President Biden and the former president, they won their primaries in Michigan, further solidifying the all-but-certain rematch between the two men. Still, the results are highlighting some of their biggest political vulnerabilities ahead of the general election in November. A vigorous, uncommitted campaign organized by activists that have been disillusioned with Biden's handling of the war in Gaza has already far surpassed the 10,000-vote goal set by organizers. Uh, as for Trump, he has now swept the first five states in the Republican primary calendar, but Trump, he is continuing to struggle with some influential voter blocks who have favored former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley in previous contests. In Washington, congressional leaders, they emerged from an intense Oval Office meeting with the president, speaking optimistically about the prospects for avoiding a partial government shutdown beginning this weekend. However, things are still at a crossroads on assistance for Ukraine and Israel, as the president and others in the meeting urgently warned House Speaker Mike Johnson of the grave consequences of delay. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schubert told, says that those in the meeting told Johnson, quote, get it done. But Johnson emerged from the meeting not without even mentioning Ukraine. He said, quote, the first priority of the country is our border and making it secure. Out in the American West in Santa Fe, New Mexico, the courtroom testimony by an independent gun expert is now casting some new doubt on Alec Baldwin's account that his gun went off without pulling the trigger in the fatal shooting, of course, of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during the 2021 rehearsal on the set of the Western movie Rust. A demonstration yesterday by the arms expert supports the evidence that the gun would not fire without depressing the trigger. Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter, with the trial scheduled for July in the death of Hutchins. <clears throat> the armorer of Rust, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is currently on trial for her possible role in death, pleading not guilty to charges of involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. The good people at Wendy's, they're now looking to test having the prices of their menu throughout the day based on demand, implementing a strategy that has already taken hold with ride-sharing companies and ticket sellers. During a conference call earlier this month, the CEO, Tanner, said that the Dublin, Ohio-based burger chain will start testing dynamic pricing, also known as surge pricing, as early as next year. Wendy's, they also plan to invest about $20 million to launch new digital menu boards at all of their company-run restaurants by the end of next year. And finally, uh, a Washington state man that's been accused of helping kill more than 3,000 birds, including eagles, on a Montana Indian reservation 
then illegally selling their carcasses and feathers, is intending to plead guilty to federal criminal charges. Feathers from eagles and other birds are highly prized among many Native American tribes for use in sacred ceremonies and during powwows. Prosecutors have alleged that Travis John Branson and others killed about 3,600 birds during a years-long killing spree on the Flathead Indian Reservation and also elsewhere. A second suspect in this case remains at large after an arrest warrant was issued when he failed to show up for an initial court appearance in early January. Apparently, according to most people in a new poll, uh, those fancy people, they can keep their bougie meals. Uh, Americans, they'd rather eat comfort food than fine dining for the rest of their lives. I'll tell you about the results of this poll, because your honorable mention is next, when the update of Brandon Julian continues in just a moment. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never just wanting to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. You know, it's a big holiday tradition, you know, it's fruitcake. I love all the holiday traditions, as Jim Gavigan once said. You know, like the Christmas tree. My birthday is right next to Christmas. Christmas tree, you know, we go chop a tree, we go put it in our living room. Sometimes I think that's the creation of a drunk man, really. Some woman wakes up. Honey, why is there a pine tree? In our living room. I like it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate it for Jesus. And then I'm gonna hang my socks over the fireplace. Fill them with candy. Maybe I can tie some leaves to a signal. See if I can get some action. And now I'm gonna puke on this couch. Merry Christmas. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Last hump day in the month of February for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, there's just enough time left today, of course, for your honorable mention. It has to deal with food. Yes, food, glorious food. <laughs> but honestly, I like, I'm 
I think it's no surprise that people like eating food. But, uh, honestly, like, honestly, though, I, my, my wife looks at me sometimes and thinks that I'm uh, attractive. But I'm like, sometimes I think, I'm not sure how I did. I'm attracted to her sometimes. <laughs> like, all I did was eat food for literally the last 10 years. That doesn't seem fair. Like, uh, like when I go to the clothing stores sometimes, people look at me and they'd be like, we have nothing for you here. And, and you can't use our bathroom. If I try to eat something that's healthier for me, some people be like, uh, like, oh, look at you try. It'd be worse if they just got a crowd, like, to join, like, he's trying, he's trying. Uh, I used to mention food in old episodes of this program. Uh, my wife would always come to me afterwards because she's a producer on the program. She'd be like, you're not fat, Brandon. You're not fat. But nowadays she comes up to me and just be like, good show. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> like, I don't care, folks. I like to eat. I really do like to eat. But the thing is, you know, when you like to eat... People assume that you like cooking. You know, they must look at you and be like, well, you must know your way around the kitchen. I mean, I know where all the food is. Oh, you must like to cook. Look, I like to sleep. It doesn't mean I'm going to go build a bed. Like, honestly, when it comes to fast food places, honestly, I'm annoyed that if they, I'm annoyed if they don't know what I want already. It's like, do I have to do everything? <laughs> but no, the reason why we're talking about food is because apparently, at least in a new poll, Americans, they would rather eat comfort food than fine dining for the rest of their lives. At least that's according to a poll of 2,000 U.S. adults, which revealed that Americans are more than three times more likely to opt for comfort food over gourmet meals, if they could choose one for the rest of their days. According to the results, the perfect forever meal, which is a meal that you'd eat for the rest of your life, starts with chicken wings, then mozzarella sticks, Caesar salad, you, <laughs> or even garlic, cheesy garlic bread to round out the top four. Ah, yes, cheesy garlic bread. Uh, for the entrees, pasta dishes, they remained superior with uh, spaghetti at about 23%. Uh, fettuccine Alfredo. That was, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo. Ooh, sorry, ooh, sorry about that. <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo at uh, 17%. Or mac and cheese. They all landed in the top 10, along with classic like pizza and burgers. Also, stuffed pasta, such as tortellini or shells and penne vodka, also came out as fan favorites. Apparently, though, Americans love pasta so much that mac and cheese is also a favorite side dish at 34%, along with french fries, mashed potatoes, and baked potato. And to finish off their forever meal, respondents would opt for ice cream at 63%, 
cheesecake at 53, or chocolate cake at 46. While a quarter of respondents at 24% would prefer a Rice Krispie treat. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. And it seems that pasta and carbs are the favorite staples in Americans' diets, interestingly, because re results revealed that respondents are more likely, most likely, to get tired of the dessert, the dessert portion of their forever meal first at 28%, followed by the appetizers. Conducted by one poll on behalf of Noodles and Company, results revealed that for the base of a meal, Americans prefer meat most of all, of course, followed by pasta and then seafood. Um, Stacy Poole, the chief marketing officer at Noodles and Company, said, quote, We're not surprised to see that classics like mac and cheese and pasta-based entrees are fan-favorite forever meals that are perfect to be enjoyed with the whole family. Timeless comfort dishes will always hold a nostalgic, sentimental place in both our hearts and stomachs providing a sense of familiarity and joy that spans across generations. As a matter of fact, respondents already eat parts of their forever meal about three times a week, and have also been enjoying these nostalgic comfort meals for most of their lives. The average respondent admits that this has been a favorite for about 15 years, and 46% say it's been their first choice for more than two decades. When offered the opportunity to eat their favorite meal every day, Americans estimate that they'd only be able to do so for an average of about eight days straight before they got sick of it. However, that could change if their favorite meal was no longer freely available. 40% of people would be willing to take a 20-hour flight to eat it one last time. 17% would ride their bike for 300 miles, and 14% would walk for 200 miles. According to Poole, nothing brings people together quite like the combination of food and family. Fast casual comfort meals are the top choice for families when dining out, and this study validates that sentiment. As reflected in this study, families are actively seeking uncommonly good value through diverse menu options, 56%, outstanding team members, and a robust rewards program. Of course, family, it also plays a part um, when it comes to enjoying favorite meals. About 22% of respondents said if they could have their favorite meal once more, they would choose to do so with a parent. 14% would want to share it with their child, and 7% would prefer to share it with a brother or sister. So the question is, what exactly makes Americans crave their favorite meal? Well, the results revealed that needing a pick-me-up, visiting family or friends, and their favorite time of year bring about the most hankerings. And I can objectively say that all of those are absolutely true. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's making me hungry for food right now. <laughs> it's just the truth. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys ponder on this as we say... Oh, wait, uh, oh, wait, I forgot. I have one more thing to say, so hold up on that one last second. Uh, finally, folks, we've been meeting like this for quite a while now, long enough to get to know each other again pretty well. Everybody insists that it's our, that we've been doing this show now for seven years. 
And sure enough, if you look on the calendar today, it's absolutely true. It's seven years ago today when we first started this adventure in the WKRB studios. I personally just want to take a moment and just say thank you. Thanks to everybody who listens to this show every day. Thanks to my amazing co-workers at my job. Thanks to my dear amazing wife, the woman that you don't always get to hear. I get to sit in this studio and in this chair and do this show, but I personally am nothing without her. We've covered together disasters and wars and floods. You know, it's been an honor to travel around, you know, the Northeast, go to Washington a number of years ago, and honestly, just see what this country does have to offer. You know, truthfully, I do miss my mother every single day, but I'm thankful that every single day I get to come in this studio into this chair and we get to do this all over again. You know, I'm hoping to do some more anniversaries before, you know, we decide to stop doing this program at some point. But, you know, this had to do with a lot of luck and a lot of people to thank. So now I will say in our traditional clothing, in our written agreement that we have together with each other, (laughs) I'll let you guys ponder on this as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Wednesday, February the 28th. 2024. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. My list of favorite episodes, there's another one coming out in the month of March, and we'll tell you about it when we actually cross over, you know, to March. (laughs) Uh, So until the next time we get together like this again, in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel. Hopefully that your news, folks, will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And, you know, folks, most importantly, you know, just please be well. And, uh, honey, like, honey, all the guys from the, all my producers and stuff are going out after the show tonight. So as usual, dear, I'll, I'll be, I'll be right home. <laughs> it's supposed to be colder tomorrow. <clears throat> A one day time that feels like it's winter. Let's talk about this and a lot more too, of course, folks, when we get together for a rare leap day this year. That's right, leap day this year. Let's talk about it a lot more, of course, too, when I see all of you right back here tomorrow. See you then.